Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbert. And I'm Devin Voda. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the Endless Mountains. Well, we're in the middle of a series yep. uh, about ticks. Mm-hmm. And uh, two weeks ago we were talking, what were we talking about two weeks ago? I guess it was just um, ticks in general and their life cycle, right? Yep. So we wanted to continue the series and today we're talking about common ticks that we'll we'll find in our backyards right here in Pennsylvania. Yep. So um, why don't you get us started? Okay. I know we each took three. That seems to be about six common ticks. Mm-hmm. And um, so you took three of those ticks, and I took the other three. So we'll get started with what you found. All right. First one I have here is the black-legged tick, which is probably the most common tick people are used to seeing around. Um, and why is that? They do find it on deer a lot. Yeah. So big yeah, hunters and... Uh, the most prevalent as far as Lyme's disease, I guess, yes. right? Yep. So if you find a tick that is has a reddish to orange body with a black head or in all black bigger ticks, the females have the reddish orange body. The males are more dark, all black all around. Um, that's going to be your black-legged tick. They are distributed across the eastern part of the United States, so right here in Pennsylvania. Uh, they are found in more wooded, brushy locations as well as like the grassy edge, so in your fields and your woods. So that's why a lot of hunters pick them up too. I did, interestingly enough, find that so um, the males actually don't engorge like the females do, like we talked about for the blood meals last time. Okay. So the males aren't typically the ones that are going to be transmitting any diseases, which is kind of interesting. That's true. So if you find a more all-black one on you, they probably won't end up biting you as much as a female probably would. So, okay. Um, they do like to host on a variety of different animals, starting the younger stages in the nymph and larva stage on smaller mammals, and then they start to get onto bigger animals. And they have some preference over the white-tailed deer, which we see a lot, um, but any stage is capable of feeding on humans, livestock, and companion animals. So any stage you can find them on yourself, your pets, any of your livestock you're growing as well. And that's why they're probably one of the most common here in Pennsylvania. Right. So, um, so for as far as activity, when you're going to find them, they are present in the fall, throughout the winter, and early spring. Not as prevalent during the summer and the hotter months, it seems. Uh, and they do seek out hosts any day when temperature is above freezing. Though. So in the dead of winter, you're probably not going to find them as much. Although this year, since it didn't get that cold, they're probably more active. Absolutely. Um, and the larval stages, like we discussed last time, are more prevalent in the late summer, early fall. Um, we are going to just kind of briefly mention some diseases that the ticks might carry. Um, we will cover more on the diseases specifically next week. Yep. Uh, so black-legged ticks... Like we said, most common for Lyme disease, unfortunately. A lot of people are seeing it anymore. We also do see them carry Powassan virus. Um, yeah, Powassan or yeah. Powassan. Yep, which does say that can be transmitted pretty quick within 15 minutes, so note that. Okay. Uh, that's kind of what I found mentioned as the two most common that they're probably going to carry. Um, okay. And people do call them the deer tick as well obviously because they're found on deer a lot so mm-hmm. all right so for mine i found 
One of the more common ones around here is called the groundhog or woodchuck tick. Okay. Um, you mentioned a color. This one's pretty plain. It's a lighter tan, uh, small, round. Um, as far as distribution, found this one actually can be found as far west as the Rockies and Texas, oh. and South Dakota, uh, all the way northeastern Maine, they mentioned. Wow. So it's got a pretty big range. Mm -hmm. um, and they found this one in 1990. Um, it's actually since declined in prevalence in, in Pennsylvania, at least, uh, compared to what you mentioned, the black-legged tick. Um, also, they mentioned American dog ticks. Mm -hmm. population of those has increased. Well, the groundhog tick has decreased. Okay. Um, for hosts, groundhog ticks, pretty much, as they mentioned, can be found on groundhogs. They do find birds, small animals, and humans to be a host as well. Um, but primarily stick to groundhogs. Okay. Uh, for diseases, this one carries the Powassan virus, uh, which we just talked about, encephalitis. They're not an important vector for limes, so it's pretty much the Powassan and uh, encephalitis. Okay. Which, again, we'll talk about more next week. So next we have the American dog tick. Um, they are more brownish with a whitish to gray markings on them. So for, as for distribution, they are found in the eastern two-thirds of the United States from Nova Scotia to the Gulf Coast, so they're pretty well spread out. Um, they do prefer locations with little to no tree cover, um, so they prefer more grass fields and scrublands. Uh, for hosts, they, once again, the younger stages feed on smaller rodents, and adults are typically found on dogs, where they would get their name from. Um, but they do feed on other medium to large mammals, such as squirrels, raccoons, and rabbits, um, and also humans. And they can be extremely aggressive biters, so you might feel these a little bit more than some other ticks. Um, some diseases they're known to carry are the Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. Um, they're less com it's a little less common than Lyme disease, but still pretty prevalent. I've heard a lot of cases this year of it. They are also known to transmit tulamiria and also cause uh, canine tick paralysis. So. Okay, two that I'm not quite familiar with. Me but either. Yeah. Probably learn more about next week. Absolutely. So another one that I found that's common uh, right here in Pennsylvania is the Asian longhorn tick. Okay. This one's kind of new. Its name mentions Asian, so it was commonly found over in East and Central Asia, uh, but it's since spread this way. Uh, it was found in New Jersey back in 2013. Then in 2017, more specifically at a sheep farm, they found quite a population. Okay. So they mentioned in this article, May 2019, only three samples of Asian longhorn ticks have been found in Pennsylvania, um, but they think this is going to rise. So okay. it's one to look out for. It's not fully established here in Pennsylvania yet. But it's one to mention. Mm -hmm. So as far as host, they're not quite sure yet what it'll be host specific to. Uh, but they mentioned that larvae and nymphs prefer small animals and birds. And the adults still prefer the, the larger animals. Mm -hmm. um, so you're more likely to see them on people as adults. Mm -hmm. So they also, they'll find cattle and horses, deer and sheep. To get, give you a good descriptor of what it looks like, mm -hmm. it's kind of a, a brown, average-sized tick, um, but it does have these weird markings on it. They remind me of um, what maybe your grandma 
did to pies, the little indentations around the outside. Okay. Do they have a name? I don't even know. I not off the top of my head. Talking about I that? do. <laughs> so that's what it looks like around the outside of this tick. Interesting. Like those uh, pie creases, I'll yeah. call them. That's what it reminds me of. So okay. be on the lookout for those, and you'll have likely seen an Asian longhorn tick. Um, as far as diseases, Asian longhorn tick is not known to be a vector for any pathogens here in North America, but uh, over in Asia, uh, it does carry anaplasmosis or eclaria and Powson virus. Okay. So we mentioned the last one at least so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely something to be on the lookout for. Yeah. All right. So the last one I'm covering today is the Lone Star tick. So they are a reddish brown. Uh, the females will have a singular whitish gray spot in the middle of their back, while the males will have several inverted horseshoe shapes that are the whitish color around their back. So maybe similar to what you were saying about the Asian longhorns, something similar to that. So they are found in the United States from anywhere from Texas up to Missouri and all the way eastward to the Atlantic coast. So they're all the way through here. Yeah. I, I mean, I've personally seen one. I've been bit by one before, so I don't know if you've ever encountered anything. But... I haven't. No, just deer ticks. Okay. Maybe found a dog tick on me before. Mm-hmm. If not a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so for hosts, they have quite a broad host range of the larva prefer the small to medium-sized animals, and then nymphs actually start to get up into the larger animals, while adults will prefer the larger animals. All stages are aggressive biters and will readily feed on humans. So that's good to know that all stages you can find on you. Um, As for diseases, they are a vector for Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, Polymeria, Starry, Southern Tick-Associated Rash Illness, uh, heartland virus, bourbon virus. Uh, so they are also associated with alpha-gal, which is a red meat allergy as well. Oh, I've heard of that one. That's crazy. Yeah. So people um, get bitten by this tick and then they get the red meat allergy mm-hmm. afterwards. Crazy. I like steak, so yeah. <laughs> I definitely don't want to get bitten by this tick. Absolutely. So. All right, well, the last one I want to cover is Gulf Coast tick. Okay. Um, again, as the name relays well, uh, primarily found in the Gulf Coast. However, it's moved north, just like a lot of other organisms, for whatever reason. Uh, they did find this one uh, southeast Philly. Okay. So a small distribution just down there. But I feel like as we get warmer, um, probably move farther north. Mm-hmm. So um, this one, so as far as what this one looks like, it reminds me a lot of a deer tick. Okay. Um, kind of the same general markings. Uh, you mentioned the male is a blacker version. Mm-hmm. doesn't have that um, smaller, redder part to it. So this is what it looks like. Uh, okay. Blackish brown. About the same size as deer tick. But as far as hosts are concerned, it does have three host life cycles uh, where a blood meal is required at each life stage. So immature life stages, they'll fe- feed on small mammals like rodents and birds. They actually target the head and neck region of those hosts. Interesting. So I don't know whether there's a specific reason why. I'm sure there is. Uh, Mature life stages, they'll seek larger hosts such as bear, domestic dogs, coyotes, cattle, and of course humans. Mm -hmm. And diseases, they mention Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, Tularemia, and Starry. Um, We stumble through some of these diseases because they're 
they're tricky to say. They are. We'll get some practice next week when we talk about them more. Um, but definitely, I think the common thread in each one of these is they all carry diseases, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, which is one reason why we don't like ticks. Right. But uh, like I said, we wanted to mention the ones that are coming our way and more common ones that we'll see in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll cover the diseases next week, Yep. what to look out for. And then we'll talk about prevention our last week. Yep. So hopefully you learned something. I certainly have so far. Absolutely. Yeah. So I've seen at least the uh, the deer tick mm-hmm. and the dog tick. Those are the ones that are definitely familiar to me. And you mm-hmm. said you saw what? The Lone Star. Okay. The Lone Star. You got bitten by the, mm-hmm. at least one of those. Um, yeah. Definitely uh, watch out for ticks. Absolutely. And we talked about or we'll be talking about prevention coming weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but long pants, uh, some sort of spray. Yep. Definitely. And just be cautious mm-hmm. in general. Do tick checks. It's yeah. a big one when you yeah. come in from the outdoors. Um, definitely check yourself, check your loved ones. Mm-hmm. So. Jump in a quick shower too always helps. Yep. Well, I guess that does it for today's show then. If you have questions related to our shows, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org, and find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and ask questions about the show. You've been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Devin Voda. And I'm Don Hibbert saying enjoy the outdoors.